0: And I'd like to discuss in this shiur, the Afode. Let's begin with a little picture of the afod, one of the garments of the Kayin Godel, of course. And it was, an, according to Rashi, anyway, an apron-like garment. The majority, the biggest part of it, went around the back of the Kayin Godel a little bit towards the front. And then there were two seifis, there were two suspenders that went up along his back and onto his shoulders and folded over a little bit onto the front part of his shoulders. And at the top, there were two Avne Shoham, there were two precious stones known as Avne Shoham and engraved or scratched into those stones were the names, of the Shifte Yisrael, of the tribes of Yisrael. And that's where I'd like to begin. That's what I'd like to focus on. Here's the Pasek. The Pasek tells us, Six of their names, six of the names of the Shvatan will be on one of the stones the shimoshish shohanan sarem and the names of the six that are remaining Allah Evan even will be on the second stone kasol dei sum according to their generations rashi says kasol dei sum kasei according to the order in which they were born moving shimon levi yehuda don naftali ala aras those are the, the first six Shvatan that were born Yalashanis, and then on the second stone, God Asher Yisachar Zvulun Yosef Binyamin. And on the second stone, we had the next six children of Yaakov who were born. God Asher Yisachar Zvulun Yosef, and then Rashi says Binyamin Malay. The name Binyamin was written Malay. It was written in its full form, meaning that there is an additional Yud near the end. Sometimes the name Binyamin is written without this Yud, but Rashi says here on the Avne Shoham it had to be written Malay had to be written in its full or perfect form. Shekachu kasuv bimkaim told leisov. because so it is written Malay in the place of his birth. We'll talk about that in a moment. Achas and it comes out that there were 25 letters on each stone. If you'll count up the letters, so you'll see there are 25 on the first stone with these names. And then if you count up all the letters in these names, you will see you only get 24 unless you add the Yud to Binyomen. Rashi is quoting here from a Gemara in the Sota, but we're of course going to look at Rashi as a comment on the Pusach. Now as a comment on the Pusik uh, Rashi's two points over here that Binyamin should be written molay and that there should be 25 osiois pecholachas Viachas, there should be 25 letters in each of the on each of the stones uh, seems to contradict two general principles that Rashi otherwise adheres to Principle number one is that these do not seem to come from the from the HaShel-Nikra. And this does not seem to be the simple Pshat, the Pasuk doesn't seem to say how you have to spell the name Minyamin or how you have to spell any of the other names of the Shvat, Shmois, Shmoisam, their names, <laughs> their names, They'll look in the Chumash and find out how to spell them. It doesn't seem like there's any particular uh, pay to any particular insistence that that the names be spelled this way or that way? If there is any, if there is any choice about it, that's one thing. It seems to be something that, that is not uh, in the simple meaning of the pasuk. And secondly, the great supercommentator Maskel the David says in his introduction. He also says it in a comment on Parshas Akiv that Rashi does not generally get involved with with what is called chaser, the asir, or chaser and Mole. Uh, In the the Hebrew language, there are certain words that could be spelled with an extra yud or a vav, or sometimes without that extra yud or vav. Even the word shamos, names, there are a few places in the Torah where it is written shin, mem, tov, without the vav there. That would be called ksiv chaser. Um, I've mentioned before, the academics like to call it defective spelling, which always got on my nerves a little bit. I don't see where there's a defect, it's just that it's, it's missing a, a possible letter. Uh, we have um, a word like shisha could theoretically be spelled shin-yud, shin-he. If you would spell it shin-yud-shin-he, that might be called mole or yatir. Uh, sometimes probably more often it's spelled without. The the David tells us that Rashi does not generally get involved with these questions. And anybody who's read through Rashi's commentaries on the Torah will see that there are only a handful of places, uh, probably you could count them on the fingers of one hand, where Rashi gets involved with this uh, matter of chaser and yatir. And therefore uh, we need to understand why Rashi got involved with it here in this comment? I think the answer is because the Metharshim, such as Mizrahi and Burayeh and Sifse Chachamim, they, they all point out that this word, Kesoldai Sum, that the, the Shvatim should be written on the, the names of the Shvatim should be written, Kesoldai Sum, that word could have several different explanations. The, I'll, uh, I'll list them from the Mizrahi, but the others say more or less the same thing. The Mizrahi says, one could have understood that Qasoldi sum means according to the number of descendants that they had. So, for example, according to this, the Shevet list listed first should be the one who had the most members, the most descendants, the most people within its population. And the Shevet listed second would be the one that had the second most, the second largest population. That's one possibility, one possible meaning of the word Another possible meaning is that it means shoholidu. Perhaps it means the Shvatim should be listed, they should be inscribed on these Avni Shoham in the order that they bore children, that they fathered children. Now, although Reuven and Shimon were the two oldest, we don't have any proof, I don't think we have any evidence from the Chumash that they necessarily became fathers before some of the younger Shvatim. It could be that a lady had children first, maybe he got married young, maybe he uh, he was more fortunate and his wife bore him children before his older brothers did. That's a possibility what it means. Kesol Dei so the, the Shevet listed first on these stones should be the one who became a father first and then the one who became a father second, and so on. A third possibility is mentioned in the commentary, Das the Nibali Atay the Das say that they should be listed in, by the order in which their mothers gave birth. In other words, the first of the four Imohes to have children was Leah, so all her children should be listed first, then Bilhah, Rachel's maidservant, she was given to Yaakov and she had some children, so she should, her children should be listed second, and all of her children, and then um, Zilpah, who was, Rachel gave her maidservant to Yaakov and she had children, and then finally Rachel had children. Now, if you list them in that order, it comes out a different order. You go figure it out, but it doesn't come out the same. So there are several possibilities as to the meaning of this word, Kasoldai son. Rashi, right at the start, expresses his opinion. It says, Kasader It means according to the order in which they were born. Ruben, Yehuda, Dun, and And then, Brother, Sher and Yosef, on the next one. That's exactly in the order in which they were born. The oldest one first, the youngest one last. And it could be that in order to strengthen his position, in order to bring some proof to his position, Rashi quoted two details from the Gemara that otherwise he would not necessarily have been interested in. In his comments on the Torah, of course, as as Gemara, in his commentary on the Gemara, of course Rashi would explain them, but other, I, but he's only getting involved in them here in his commentary on the Chumash, in order to strengthen his position that Kesol son means Kesed Eshenote. What are these two points? One point is that the Gemara says that Binyamin mole, that on these Avnei hasheham, the name of Binyamin should be written mole with a second Yud because so it is written in the place of his birth. We go back to the narrative in Breshis in Parashis Vayishlach where Benyamin is born. So we see that uh, Rachel uh, was uh, in labor with her second child and it was a very difficult labor. And it says, It was as her soul departed from her because she died. She died in childbirth. Uh, just as she was dying, ben Oni. She called him Ben-Oni, the son of my mourning. But his father called him Ben-Yamin with that additional yud. Why he called him that is... Perhaps we'll get to that later. But we see that the Gemara tells us that when you write, when they wrote the names, when they inscribed the names on the Avnei Ha'ephoid, on the Avnei Ha'Shoham, it should be written mole, as it appears, bim told Isov, as it appears in the place where his birth is narrated to us. So what do we see? That we're, when the Pusik says, that you should write their names, k'sol Sum, it means according to the order in which they are, in which they were born. Just like the Gemara says, the name Binyamin has to be written in a particular way because that's how it's written in the narrative of his birth. So from there, we see that in general, all the names have to be written in the order that they are written in the narrative of their birth. And Rashi just, this is really part of the same Gemara. It's all really part of the same thought that it has to be Esum the oisyois v'chol'achas viachas. There have to be 25 letters on each stone. And that's only accomplished if you say that Binyamin is Mole which is how, which is how Binyamin is referred to, again, in the place where he is born. So it's not that Rashi is, considers these little details to be part of the pshat they are not part of the pshat and not they are not really part of the but he brought them in he brought them to our attention in order to prove his point that means I think we can support this train of thought by going to the Gemara the Gemara in Mesech Saita Gemara let's read a little bit. This is Rashi's source text for everything that he said here. But we're going to see the Gemara mentions one other thing that Rashi does not mention. There were two precious stones that the Koyen Gadol had on his two shoulders. One on this side, one on that side. One on that side and the names of the 12 tribes were written upon them. Shisha al evn there were six names of six tribes on this shoulder, the Shisha al-Evn-Zo, and six on that shoulder. Shinamar, as it says in the possek, Shisha mishmoisam ala'evan ha'achas, and let's just go back to the possek again, again, remind us, remind ourselves. Shisha mishmoisam ala'evan ha'achas, yeshmosa shisha ha'noisarim, and the names of the remaining six on the second stone. Now, the Gemara Darshans, the Gemara expands. The second stone had to be Kesoldai Sum. It had to be written exactly in the order in which they were born. But not the first stone was not written entirely in the order in which they were born. Mukdom because Yehuda was placed first. The Gemara is explaining that there was an, actually a difference between the two stones. The second stone was written exactly in the order in which they were born. God, Usher, Yisachar, Zvulden, Yosef, Binyamin, that was k'sol d'esam. H'sheniz, The Gemara is putting these two words in the Pasek together. But the first stone was not Entirely to Soldai The first stone had a deviance from this order of the order of birth because it put Yehuda first. Yehuda, uh, the only explanation I could find of why Yehuda was placed first is because Yehuda is the Shevet of Malchus. The, the uh, kingdom of David. Of, of course, comes from Shevet Yehuda. We'll perhaps talk about that later. But this is what the Gemara says. On the first stone, and Yehuda was not the firstborn, so on the first stone was not entirely in the order of their births, because Yehuda was placed before the others. And then there were altogether 50 letters on the stones, 25 on this one, and 25 on that one. Rashi here mentions that the Gemara later is going to ask that really, if you look at the second stone, you'll only find 24 letters and the Gemara answers because you have to write Binyamin Mole. But what do we see in this Gemara? We see there's an additional detail to how the names were inscribed on the stones. The additional detail is that the name of Yehuda was placed first, out of order, so to speak. Not according, all the other names were in the order in which the Shvatim were born. But nonetheless, Yehuda was the first one of all. Uh, That was an honor that was accorded to Yehuda. Now, the Maharsha comments, the Maharsha asks a question on Rashi al-Hatzorah, he asks a question on Rashi's commentary on the Chumash, that why didn't Rashi mention that Yehuda was first? If we go back to our Rashi, Rashi makes no mention of the fact that Yehuda was listed first. Rashi specifically says that on the first stone, the names were listed. Ruben, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Don, Naftali. So that's uh, Yehuda was fourth, which of course is the order in which he was born. Rashi does not mention that Yehuda was really the first. Siddamar Shoah says he, he does not give a, an answer to why Rashi doesn't include this detail. He just says, Rashi, loidok, Rashi was not exact. Okay? Um, uh, guess what? a person uh, such as myself has a little bit of trouble accepting that that answer that Rashi Lloyd Duck. Uh, I've devoted so many of these uh, shiurim to trying to explain that Rashi is very precise in everything that he writes on the Chumash. So how can we how can we answer the Maharajah's Kasha? The answer is that in truth Rashi was not interested in any details about exactly how the names were written, written beyond what the Pasuk itself says explicitly. And that is, there were six on this stone and six on the other sub stone, and they were Kasoldi some, and they were in the order in which they were born. Why did Rashi mention these two little details? Yosef said that, that Bidyamin was Malay and that there were 25 on each stone. As we explained before, Rashi only said that in order to strengthen his point, Qasol Sum means in the order that they were born and doesn't have one of the other uh, three possibilities that we mentioned. But to mention the detail that Yehuda came first, that's not Rashi's job in the Chumash. It doesn't say that, at least certainly not in Rashi's opinion. That is not stated in the Chumash explicitly. Okay, it's true, the Gemara tells us that, but that's not Rashi's job. In the commerce. So it's not that he's like Doc. He's not interested in all of these details because Rashi is, as always, primarily interested in Shutai Shomikro. Today is Purim. Today is a Friday, a short day. I will just leave you with a couple of questions, questions to which I do not have the answers. It would appear as far as I can tell, that binyamin moly, that binyamin was written mole, It was written with that extra yud only on the avne hashoyham, only on the stones that were on the shoulders of the kohen gadol. However, on the avne hashoishin, the avne amivulim, there were also twelve stones on the breastplate that the kohen gadol wore. As far as I can tell, there is no halacha stating that binyamin had to be written mole over there, and as far as I can tell, those stones definitely were arranged. Each stone represented a shevet, and each stone had the name of a shevet scratched into it, and it would seem, as far as I can tell, they were arranged according to the order in which they were born, and Yehuda was not placed first. So this I'm still not, I've not been able to come up with any clear answer to it, why this difference between the way the stones were arranged and spelled and inscribed on the aphod as opposed to how they were arranged and inscribed on the choshen. I'll leave you with that question, afreylech and a guten Shavus. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash